You're listening to Connecting the Universe from Mike Ricksecker and ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Welcome, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole here on Connecting the Universe. I'm author and researcher Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-host is Victoria Monday. And down in the chat room, Alina moderating the chat. We have a fantastic show for you this evening. We have psychic medium, intuitive medium, Erica Marks in the house. I've known Erica for like ever, it seems. And this is the first time we've really had a chance to actually talk. We're going to talk cold cases, missing persons from uh, the pre-show that we were doing. It sounds like we're going to get into a lot of other topics as well. Uh, first, let's talk baseball. So Victoria's Diamondbacks ask. are in the World Series and Erica's Orioles made the playoffs. So As a psychic, what, what are the Diamondbacks' chances? Because I think that's really good. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so I've been saying for years, 2024, <laughs> I'm just a little off. Oh, that's all right. They did great, though. At least you see them winning, you know, and they are winning. So that's awesome. <laughs> are they going to win the big one? Get the big W? <laughs> you know, I honestly... Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is that's so funny because I'm like I always have to take my emotions out of it. <laughs> I'm like I don't know, right. maybe I'm at like seventy percent uh, with the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. That's seventy percent Diamondbacks. I mean, well, they're I mean they're against the Rangers, which are another newer team in the playoff hunt here. So uh, it's never won. We'll <laughs> Never won a world, and Series. that's the thing. Yeah, you told me before that there was there were a lot of Yan- uh, Rangers fans talking crap, and it's like, look, they've never won it. The, the Diamondbacks have, so their inaugural year. We'll see. That's all I'm saying. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right, uh, Erica, as we start off, um, just kind of uh, give give us a little, you know, kind of the basics here. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know who and what you do, how you got started as a psychic, psychic medium. Sure. Uh, let the audience know a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on tonight. And it's so nice. First time getting to meet really you in person, Mike, and you, yeah. Victoria, as well. So thank you guys. So I'm a psychic medium, but I've been practicing as a medium since maybe like 2017. Um, my stepsister actually passed in a car accident and that prompted me to kind of really learn more about mediumship after seeing a medium. And she was like, you can do that. So I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't have anything else going on. Let me just check it out. <laughs> and Um, And honestly, that's kind of how it all got started. And once I started taking classes and learning about it, that's whenever I realized I've been doing this my whole life. You know, I'm just, I just didn't know that not everybody did the things I was doing, (laughs) like the weird quirks I had, like listening 
you know, because before we didn't have, you know, uh, where we could pick a song, we have to listen to the radio and wait for something. I remember always listening to the radio and being like, that song's going to come on or and then it was just little weird stuff where I'd listen to people talk and I, I could like hear what their inner dialogue was. Oh, wow. And okay. It's just weird stuff. But I, and I look back at my dreams, I would have a lot of dream visitations uh, with mm. spirits that I mean, I just assumed everybody like watched movies in their head and I guess not everybody does, you know, I mean, I think people do to an extent though, but, um, but yeah, I guess I just didn't realize that that's what it was. So that's, um, so once I started practicing, I just fell in love with it and I started really kind of diving in and I got certified through Lisa Williams and then, and that was more for more psychic mediumship. And then I kind of went a little bit deeper and I decided to take like a year long forensic mediumship certification. And that is kind of like one of my side passions. So I teach mediumship and I do like events and readings and stuff like that. But I, like my fun is when I get to work on, and that sounds, I don't mean to sound like terrible saying it that way, but it, it's exciting to me to be able to give back and help. So that's why I really like doing the cold cases and the missing persons whenever I can. Um, it's one of those things where you kind of have to separate your emotions a lot from it. So it's one of the things like I kind of have to walk away from it and come back. So it's it's exciting that I get to come on here and talk about that because that's that's been a passion of mine, too. So but yeah, that's yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Thank you. So how how different is it when, okay, you're doing like maybe a gallery reading or something like that, as opposed to, you know, you're trying to concentrate on, say, a missing persons case or something like that? Oh, that's, that's a great question. So when I'm doing a gallery, that's usually working with like a big group of people and reading at once. And for that, I work with my spirit guides and I kind of set a lot of intentions beforehand and I try my best to kind of move quickly through the audience members. I like to try to give everybody something if I can, you know, um, so I just, you know, bring them in, receive, deliver, release, just kind of keep moving. Whenever I do a one-on-one -on -one reading, that's a lot more in depth. That's where I, you know, really kind of spend time with the spirit and really hear about their memories and different parts of their life and stuff like that. When I am looking at a cold case, I have to really kind of go into it not knowing anything beforehand as much as possible. It's a really big deal not to look up stuff with cold cases and missing persons because some of that information can mislead you. You really don't want to do that. So you really want to go in and kind of like just, you know, <laughs> really go in fresh. So the other thing too with the cold case is all about facts. Um, you really got to be able to separate your emotions and not create stories because it's very easy to see something you're like that's it they were you know kidnapped and thrown in a trunk you know but it's really not always that so you really have to be careful and mindful and the other big thing too is especially working on missing persons i prefer not to say unless there is i'm not trying to be like rude but if, unless there's a body then i treat it as if they're alive so so that way we can hopefully help law enforcement um, to help find them. So, but I think it's important too to work with family members. I'm not a big believer in just kind of like harassing people and saying, hey, you know, I've been thinking about your missing person, you know. Um, I, I prefer to work with family or private detectives or law enforcement, um, not people that are like, hey, can you help my friend? Or I know about this case, you know, that kind of a thing. Because it, then it's, you know, it may not actually help so right 
Yeah, we see like television shows, movies, something, you know, those sorts of things where it might bring in a, a psychic medium. And you know, a, a lot of times it seems like, you know, they're, they're drawn to, you know, a certain location like right away, or, you know, they'll, they'll use psychometry and they'll touch an object and all of a sudden, oh, okay, I've got a lead. Uh, how different is, is it in real life than what we see on, on television? Uh, that's a good question. So whenever you are, Whenever you're honest, like if you have a known location or a known approximate location, that does help. Like if I can go on a scene because then I can use my claircognizance, which is my knowing um, and my clairsentience, my feeling and just kind of see, OK, where am I being pulled toward or being pulled towards and actually touching an object like especially a phone like if you have someone's phone not that we can like look through the phone there's going to be obvious clues with that but holding a phone people really hold their phones like all the time especially nowadays so there's so True enough. yeah but there's so many layers of energy on that type of an item so when we're looking at the layers of energy like with the psychometry we're getting some of the past timeline and that's really what i try to look at is okay even going up to the five days before whatever happened, because a lot of times that's where you're going to get those really big psychic hits of energy. Okay. And, and how far, like how far back can some of these cases go? I mean, obviously, you know, some of the more recent ones, somebody's gone missing for you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. You know, there's yeah. certainly going to be a, an interest there, but you know, there are cold cases that are decades, sometimes hundreds of years old. So how, how far back can, can you go with this? You know, honestly, it's it's all I think it's easier if there's still family members alive, more so from the angle that the family members are going to be the ones that more often than not are going to be the ones who are going to be taking the hits of information I give and then kind of putting the pressure on law enforcement. Law enforcement will not always listen to us. <laughs> so, um, you know, and there are a few that will, but yeah. I really try to and I because in their defense, I feel like people will come out of the woodworks and say, well, I was feeling this, you know, and sometimes that they don't want anything that's going to take them away from their time. Right. Take meaning like use resources on something that, you know, that they don't feel confident in. So um, I do a lot of work with private detectives. And so that they kind of help with um, facilitating that pressure <laughs> and investigating the yeah. little things. But to answer your question, we can go back far. Um I've worked on, I worked on actually a case from the seventies that is a case of a serial killer. So, um, oh, wow. in the Midwest and that was really wild. Um, there was a, a bunch of us who were kind of looking at different spots, pieces of information and, you know, ho hopefully something will come of that, but just goes to show we can look at really anything. Yeah. Now you mentioned that, uh, you know, some people are still, you know, kind of standoffish uh, about it that, um, well, and, and we've kind of seen over the years, there's some who are very accepting of that, some who are not, whether it's law enforcement, we've seen it in, in archaeology where, you know, some archaeologists, you know, will be, you know, glad to bring in, uh, you know, somebody that's an intuitive, you know, can perform some, some sort of psychometry on an object and, uh, get some information. But, um, it seems like there's still a lot of people out there that are unaccepting, even though, I don't know. A, a lot of our popular culture these days, a lot of our interactions online seem to have opened 
that up. You, do you think we're getting to a more accepting period or is it still that real kind of clash there? You know, I was talking about someone or talking about this the other day. I feel like spiritualism or I guess people call it like new age or whatever. I really feel like it's a lot less taboo than it used to be. And yeah. there's those people that kind of went out there and they were kind of the pioneers for us that people like, even like Sylvia Brown, you know, like she yeah. was a pioneer. Like she kind of, she was like, I don't care deuces. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. But and even like Teresa Caputo, you know, like she has like, you know, she's awesome and she has like her, you know, quirks and stuff and that makes it entertainment. But at the same time, she's making it more of a household conversation like, oh, you know, maybe we're not some, you know, like in a tent down, <laughs> down the street <laughs> telling people when they're right. going to die, you know, it's not that at all. <laughs> and also, I think a lot of people are realizing that there's like a mass awakening, really. I think a lot of people are coming into their intuitive gifts, like in all sorts of fronts. So I think a lot of people are starting to understand it more. So I do think it's more acceptable to, um, to listen to us, I think. Great. Great. Victoria, I know you have a, a number of questions, so take it away. You've already read my mind and asked two of them. So uh -oh. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Uh -oh. Tuning in. <laughs> Um, when you're working cold case, okay, first of all, astrology, because I throw astrology into everything. I'm sorry about your go. sister. Um, oh, thank you. And you said 2017. Yes. I'm going to cry, right? Okay, I'm not going to cry. You said 2017, right? Yep. Okay. There was uh, a cycle that started in 2017, and there's a lot of turbulence and stuff that we've gone through. Oh, yeah. That's, that cycle is ending Saturday. So whatever what? you... Yeah, with this eclipse wow. on Saturday. So whatever you started in 2016, 2017... Like if that's when you decided you were going to be a medium and throw yourself into it. Yeah. You're completing your online course, I guess. And you're going to wow. take it and sail from there. So um, it's a really good time. So that, thank nice. you. I, that was really I cool. did too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm also wearing shorts because it's hot, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Texas. Um, anyway, when you're working a cold case, is it like, we see on TV that you're seeing it through their eyes or are you just walking through a field and you get feelings and vibrations and the downloads that I call them? It's, it's a little bit of everything. If I think that it depends on what, what I'm looking for. Um, I do like to kind of see it through their eyes and do the uh, like remote viewing, like you're talking about of like a specific location, look at that specific location prior in time. And also, like you said, uh, it's, visual, it's auditory, it's a little bit of everything. Um, I also try to, especially especially in the beginning, I get my hits of information, present it to whoever I'm working with, get validation, make sure I'm on the right track. And that's whenever I'll say, okay, can you tell me a little bit more about what is known after I get my initial hits? And then I go back into it. I'm like, okay, spirit, can you show me, you know, from your eyes? But then I like to kind of take myself out of it because mm -hmm there's only so many things that maybe they can see through their eyes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, let me see what's beyond it. Let me see if I can kind of hover above them and see if I can find where or what all is happening at the time. Ooh. My cat just came in. Sorry. It scared me. <laughs> saw him walk through the oh, door there. Yeah. You hit me on the foot. Yeah. When you were talking about spiritualism, anyway, spiritualism is, um, you know, it was going on like the Houdini time. And it's coming back now. So there's a resurgence. So I think it's going to take it and go. So I think we will see more and more people opening up to um, 
people who have gifts like you do. So can you tell me a little bit about remote viewing? Because that's something I've been trying to do here lately. And uh, yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to learn more. <laughs> Actually, I could tell you. So one way that so when I teach so when I teach my, I'm, I'm actually working on my intermediate student, students with this. So whenever you look at, it's really just um, an extended clairvoyance, right? So mm -hmm. what one way that you could kind of practice, you start off small. If you have, you know, if you know where Mike lives, you could say, okay, Mike, let me practice and imagine yourself, okay, how do I commute there? How would I get from point A to point B to get into his house, walk around his house, that kind of a thing. And then, you know, kind of ask him, okay, what is the layout? Mm -hmm. Kind of like you were talking about with your paranormal investigation yeah. how you research it beforehand by you know drawing it's just it's very very similar another thing that you could do is even just practice going to like your local target <laughs> i just like it because it has a target bullseye so like okay wow. <laughs> it's a double meaning so but yeah, yeah just imagine your way to kind of get there um and then kind of expand so another cool thing too is whenever you expand to your location, try to expand beyond what you see in your clairvoyance, like meaning like, so say you walk up to the front door and you walk in, try to picture the walls, try to picture like the layout, the carpet, like, is it carpet? Is it wood? Like try to take in sense things, use all your senses. And, and that will really help big time. Okay. I'm going to try that. And Mike, move the key. It's under the pumpkin, right? So just move the key. <laughs> you got me. We all know where it is. <laughs> Another thing you can even do in your house um, is put like different pictures and envelopes or like just draw a star, a circle, a heart in an envelope and have someone hide it in your house and see if you can like remote view to wherever the, the location is. That's just something simple you could do to try to practice. <laughs> it's just the cat and I. He doesn't play very well, but... <laughs> We might be able to figure out then where that cat goes when he hides. There you go. <laughs> I cannot uh -huh. find him. Oh, no, I had a repair person come by one day. Is it your cat here? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know where he is. And like, that's what most people say. I don't know where he is. So, <laughs> they have like a secret cat. life. They do. I don't. They, they do their own thing. I think he's, I think he's in here now. Anyway. Okay. That's cool. So we have a couple of uh, questions coming in from the chat. First one from Jen asking, can anyone be taught this or do you have to be force sensitive first? Well, Star Wars reference. I love that. And you know, what's so funny. I actually look what I have on my desk. Nice. <laughs> it's and it's a red one too. Yeah. That's oh. the dark side. <laughs> like, what is that? It. It's a little lightsaber. The battery died. Um, I love my star. Oh. Okay. So actually I feel like everybody has, because really what we're using is the most heightened version of our senses. That's really what it is. It's the clearest, purest form of our senses. Right. But some people are opera singers and some people you know, our hummers, <laughs> some people scratchy like me, or you're in the shower, whatever, but there's different, what I mean is there's different levels of it, right? So, but if you set the intention to focus on it and really set your, I'm going to say ego, but really what it is, is just that thought that says, you can't do this, you suck, you know, <laughs> if you can set that aside and really just kind of hone on it, you can absolutely develop that skill. Oh, okay. Awesome. I do have one question. Sure. Related to Tom Cruise, my next ex-husband. Oh, um, yeah, well, lofty goals. Uh, one of my favorite movies is Minority Report. 
If you're doing oh, cold yeah, cases, can you also do precognitive things in the future, perhaps, and stop them? Or you know something's going to happen, like, well, don't drive down that street today, and then the street falls in. Or So that's a good question. I Okay, so, so that's kind of like a twofer, right? So do we receive future predictions, prophet? Absolutely. Um, sometimes we'll get them through dreams. If I'm doing more of a psychic reading, I'll look at future potentials. Now, personally, I don't really look at that stuff. I'm not trying to sound weird, but I think that's a certain vibration that people read at. I look at, okay, when I look at psychic, I'm saying, hey, what is the best potential outcome for somebody? Um, if there's like a warning, you know, really, I feel like we only get stuff like that if it's like really, really in our face. But but not always. I at least I at least I don't. I don't really look at that. Um okay. So I hope that answers. <laughs> oh yeah. So like if you had a dream like about an airplane, you would do ah, you would still get on the airplane. See that that's tricky because that could be a symbolic, that could be uncovering your fears. Dreams are so cool, mm -hmm. but also dreams are so like they're so packed with, you know, okay, this is a potential future. Maybe this is someone else's experience that you're experiencing through their eyes. Okay. Or maybe it's your subconscious fear. Because I actually have a terrible fear of flying. And I had to like do this uh exercise last time I flew and it actually helped. <laughs> but yeah, then oh. I I'm thinking the whole time I'm like, we're going down. <laughs> <laughs> driving's underrated drive everywhere oh my goodness i me too Anytime <laughs> I can, i'm like nope i rather just you know fly 80 in the middle of the night <laughs> so i think you probably uh just kind of answered this but this is from melina our, our chat moderator she says a uh, question for erica i get extremely vivid vision dreams like where i end up somewhere and see people in conversations do you know what that means oh yeah so I experienced that as well. It just really depends on the dream itself. But number one, if it's something that is, maybe you're having a spirit visit visitation and they could be showing you a memory. If it's somebody that is maybe someone who is alive that you know, it could be you're even like remote viewing to them um, or astral traveling. <laughs> so that that's completely possible. Um, so yeah, you get a little bit of everything and dreams are really amazing because we're in a such a surrendered state that our soul's like, I'm going to go do this for now. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out in the spirit realm. Yeah. Time travel. Yes. <laughs> I know. You talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I love I loved your book. Seriously. I thought it was awesome. Thank and the, you. The Thank story you. about Jennifer and the, what is it? Time. Yes. Story. That was so cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, so and she, and she's wondering, uh, you know, how do you, how do you differentiate you know, between, you know, if this is, you know, a, a glimpse of the future or, you know, some of these different possibilities. So, okay. So for the dreams, I, the best, best advice I can give you is to journal and I'm like half asleep. I'm not writing anything. So I just talk to text in my note <laughs> in my, oh, like, there oh my you go. <laughs> it's hilarious afterwards. Cause I've like dragons eating Cheetos. What the fuck? <laughs> <'Cause> it doesn't <laughs> understand my mumble first thing in the morning, yeah. but seriously, uh, to, journal your dreams because then you can pick it apart later. And once you have a little bit of an accumulation of it, sometimes you'll see, oh, this actually happened days later, or this never happened, but I saw one of my friends had this. So there's, you know, that's kind of how you can kind of pick it apart a bit. The other thing about future predictions is, especially with more psychic, I really feel like it's looking at potential time, like potential timelines. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. 
you're right here in this reality, but you could potentially change this and hop over here. That's really what I believe it is. It's looking at multiple timelines. Yeah. Okay. So do you then, um, getting back to cold cases and missing persons, do you ever have these type of dreams in regards to the cases that you're working on? Yes, that actually just happened. I, I was contacted by a family member who was looking for her son. Um, and I think they're in like the Midwest. Um, okay. But what's weird is the the before she the day before she contacted me, I had a dream. And this is where the dream was weird is that every there was like five people dressed in it almost looked like you like in a uniform and they were taking this body and throwing it in a wooded area. And this Ooh. is before I talked to her. And so I was like, okay, that was weird. But I wrote, but I journaled my dream. <laughs> and ah. then the next day I was contacted looking for her and I don't want to like give too much details, but basically mm -hmm. long story short, um, they had found that there was four people uh, connected to her son's murder and now they're looking for his physical body so that was that was wild and and i've noticed that especially on cases like that i do receive uh, more of the the dreams that kind of break it down more okay so you're kind of you're kind of like really tuning in and then you have more of those type of dreams yeah exactly okay. it's almost like it puts out a beacon and spirits like all right we're going to be working with you. So we're just going to start hitting you while you're not busy. <laughs> we're just moving in. So, so. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So at what point do you get to, like you're working a missing persons case, at what point do you get to where you, know, you start feeling, well, I, I don't think this is a missing person anymore. I think the person is deceased. Is there you know, just like an intuition, a flash? How, how does that work? So, I'm big on not telling the family like necessarily because I don't want to basically unless there is evidence of that. However, for me personally, I can tell that, okay, this is a spirit coming all the, I'm not trying to sound weird, but with a more of a psychic energy, the energy is a little bit further away when I'm connecting with the spirit, they're going to come all the way in. And I can, that's when I can kind of tell uh, that it's, it's different. Now, I also will ask the spirit. So whether it's the person's soul spirit that is in a bad spot, still living, physical, um, I'll just say, hey, can you give me some hits of information that will give me more so we can either find you or find your physical body's location? And that's when maybe I'll get some things that have happened to them. But I think separating my emotions is extremely difficult. Um, but it's extremely important because I'll get, I'll get right in there with them, you know, and I have to take a break and kind of say, okay, look, this is all the information I have. This is what I've gotten. If you present it to law enforcement, maybe this will open up some doorways to hopefully get your answers. Okay. Do you work with a certain law group or like a local law group or do people from all across the country contact you or? Yeah. People, people, it's kind of wild. Um, the first time one person that contacted me was down in Florida and she was, she's a private detective. And she was like, I just came across your page and I saw that you do this. And we worked on a missing persons case. And it was great because she is physically close. So she could go on location and I'm giving her hits of information and what I'm feeling and stuff. And 
it was an unfortunate ending to what happened to the person, but she helped uncovered or cover where the girl was at. Oh, so it was all closure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, was, it was terrible, but it was, mm. you know, but that that's, that's a really great, uh, a great story as far as being able to work with somebody who is on location, if they're contacting me from across the country, you know, cause she can actually be, you know, in the trenches kind of going into stuff. Wow. But as far as a local group, there are some things that I do locally. Like I've looked for, um, I've, I've helped with someone that was missing. I'm, I'm close to the Chesapeake Bay. So there's a lot of stuff like that, that go, you know, goes on in this area for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's sad. It's crazy, but yeah. And then pets worked on missing pets and, and stuff like that too. Oh, okay. Good, good. Oh, are you are you familiar with uh, Rob Gutro, who does a lot of work with pet communication? No, but I'm gonna write. I was it just gonna. Down. Victoria was, was gonna go there, weren't you? We were. We said <laughs> Rob, Rob. I, Yeah, G U T R O. G U T R O. Rob Gutro, and that he yeah. actually used to live in uh, in Maryland as well in Bowie. He, he did. just That's moved up to Maine. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. living his best life in Maine. Okay, um, right, I just yeah. wrote his name down. He's fantastic. We talk almost every day, but um, he's just the nicest person. He he, uh, he really he's a pet psychic. That's so cool. That is that mm -hmm. is such a a fantastic tool. Actually, animal communication can work with this as well. And someone told me this a long time ago, and I was like, oh my god! Like, what if there was a body that was dumped somewhere, and there was like a bird nearby, and you could remote view, bird's eye view. Oh, through the bird, almost kind of like Game of Thrones. I know, right? Through the bird, yeah. <laughs> so that's a great that. question, though. Like, can can you pick up on that, like a bird or a dog rummaging around and and they witness something? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, then mm -hmm. she uh, actually a friend of mine who is a pet psychic told me that that's how they work with uh, with their cold cases. I said, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Like you just don't think about that, you know. Yeah, that's I'm getting a story cool. idea. I'm going to start chatting these. <laughs> yeah, <I'll write> that <laughs> do down. it. Do it. That is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Very interesting. Well, a question here from uh, Sarah Youssef. Is there a difference between sensitivity and resonance? Can the ability to sense resonance help with missing persons cases? Resonance. Like with, are you talking about like the Schumann resonant resonance? Or are you just talking I about think that, like the human bodily resonance? We the human body resonates between a, a certain frequency, so I think that's what she's talking about. Oh, yeah, okay. So, with the vibrational frequency, um, you know, you could, I, I, I feel like if you can naturally work on like a higher vibration, I do think it increases your sensitivities with your clairs. That's definitely go, I feel like goes hand in hand. It also helps with learning how to separate between your, you know, your ego mind and what you're actually receiving. It helps you kind of being able to shut it off. Cause if you are in that like lower kind of vibrational pattern, you get into that, um, I don't want to say like more of a negative thought pattern, but kind of mm -hmm. because your vibrations at that denser level. I hope that answers the question. Okay. Well, Thank since you. you mentioned Schumann, the uh -oh, here business. we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sit back. I know you've been doing okay. a lot with that lately, Victoria. So I've, I've seen like ahead. little bits of it, but I, I'm not it's, 100% like aware of all that, you know, but it's, it's so cool. It's off the chart insane right now. Um, it's basically the energy from the sun and the electromagnetic field and how it's hitting us and the earth and solar flares and hollow earth. 
and uh, other things like that. But uh, it's true. You're going to find out in a few years. Um, when the hundred uh, percent, totally. Yeah, Mike doesn't believe me, but the hollowed what? Earth. The ant people are they're a like large cab. They're a large man. I was just talking about the ant people last night, Victoria. What are you talking about? When you were putting the key under the pumpkin, <laughs> <laughs> she was remote um, doing there. I do right. a lot, you know, I, I keep track of everybody. Um, but when the um solar flares are like super intense, like they are now, do you does that affect you? And do you also use like crystal? Like, I use um, Hermaker and um, Moldavite. I exploded my necklace today. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, what the oh, heck? No. I, did you I, yeah, oh, so I had goodness. to go fix it. And Moldavite was going everywhere. Um, yeah. That, that costs too much it, to have it going everywhere. Oh, I my picked God, it I all know. up. <laughs> I know. I put it back. I, yeah, Moldavite is crazy. But I love I love my Moldavite. That is like my go-to. I, I use that all the time. I also really like uh, Golden Pyrite. I use that yes. like as more of like my kind of like grounding it out stone. Um, I really like hematite. I hold like, especially with the solar flare stuff, mm -hmm. I have noticed that I'll get like a burst of energy and then a crash, <laughs> almost like a sugar rush. And I've also noticed maybe in the past, maybe in the past year, my dietary has changed big time. Like what I can tolerate mm -hmm. in my body. It's weird. I love steak, but all of a sudden steak hates me. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's, it's just everybody's weird. changing. There's another crystal now to get off the subject. Um, it's Libyan sun or something like that, but it's a meteor. Libyan desert glass. It. That's it. Hey, Mike. it Mike knows right, right, right back there on the shelf. You got something? All right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm just putting all these. I'm just, just going to shoot too. up. I'm gonna go sprinkle it in the Diamondbacks dugout. So they're gonna. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Libyan, Libyan glass. Yeah. One of my uh, one of my mentors a long time ago, she was painting painting her office, and she put, I think, sel like selenite grounded up selenite, and that like genius. Oh. In in the paint. That's great. Interesting. That wow. would be very healing. Yeah. Right. I was like, that so makes the whole room selenite. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it's just like a really mm -hmm. you get it very fine. And oh mm -hmm. my goodness, it was so cool. I mean, and just the vibration naturally was like, oh my God, this is amazing. That's like I need to get my hobby to do that in my office. There you <laughs> go. Squirt, squirt Moldavite around. I'm like, thanks, <laughs> another project. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, do you so, use uh, crystals or anything like that to help raise your vibration when you're doing cold cases and remote viewing? Oh, for sure. I, I use crystals. I have my little bag that I just stuff in. Sorry, my, sorry, my bra, but just stuff them it's like a whole cup size bigger. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I do. I use a little bit of everything. Um, I really like the rose quartz um, just to kind of help me, you know, just feel more confident about what I'm doing. The, the Moldavite is fantastic, especially mm -hmm. with the psychic vision. Amethyst helps with clearing, kind of clearing the thoughts with it because, and, and also one thing that's really, uh, you kind of have to understand your triggers. I noticed, especially working with cold cases and missing persons, like I really, you know, obviously with kids, I have to mm -hmm. ask spirit to show me a different way, like to tell me more mm -hmm. auditory. So I think working with your spirit guides and really having your boundaries is extremely important with that. So I'm like, okay, like in my head, I'm like, just do not show me if something like that, you know, I had to really kind of warm up to that. It's just very yeah. difficult. But so 
working with something like an amethyst or a black obsidian kind of helps me clear those thoughts and keep them grounded. Okay. Good. Good, Good to know. Okay. I'm just taking mental notes now. I love that. <laughs> so a question here from Android Paranormal. Uh, how has your sensitivity evolved since you started? Increased, stayed the same? I was just talking about that actually a couple of days ago. So when I first started, I remember feeling so overwhelmed uh, with my physical senses, my like my physical sensory, my clairsentience and my clairvoyance were a lot stronger then. And I've noticed over time, it's evolved to more of a knowing and hearing. I still get the feeling like, okay, I'm feeling this, feeling that, but I've noticed that I don't get it as like, oh, I can't move. Cause in the beginning I was like, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm stuffing him like step back, please. <laughs> so I, so now I just say, Hey spirit, can you step back two feet? And then we can have a conversation. <laughs> so, but I, but I have noticed it has evolved. It's changed. It's heightened. There are times where I've had to take breaks. Like when I gave birth to my daughter in 2018, I took like six months off and I was so nervous. I was like, Oh my God, I haven't done it so long. And then it was like, spirit was like, it was like riding a bike, like, girl, you needed a break, yeah. like chill. <laughs> so it, it does evolve. Um, but the way that I read has, it, it does, it does change. Okay. Do you do any sort of and... divination? I'm sorry. No, no, oh, no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Do I you do, do any I, sort of? I do. I use tarot cards, okay. um, angel cards. I was taught psychic initially by doing it more of a style of mediumship where you get, you receive hits of information, look at past, present, and then look at potential future timelines. Uh But then I'm just, I I love tarot cards. I just think they're interesting. And I found a couple decks that I really liked and I liked being able to see the pictures and say, Oh shit, that's exactly what I'm. And I wasn't thinking that, but that makes sense. So I do like to use them, but I don't always use them. And I, I do use a pendulum every once so I don't really always, but I do like the pendulum for locations. Like if I'm doing a, an investigation, either with the, you know, more like uh, cold cases or paranormal, because then the other people, it's more so for the other people in the room, because I'm like, I know this is right here. I feel this. But if I hold it right here and I'm like, is it here? And everybody else in the room is like, oh, shit, yeah, okay, right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So it gives them that kind of validation too. That's cool. Mike's really good with the pendulum, by the way. You are. I don't know about really good. I have used it before, but yeah. <laughs> you can do that with your body too. You know, when you when you contact with your spirit guides, if you go yes. forward. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. Use, that's or, exactly it. Yeah. You use your body as a, like a dowsing rod, so you mm-hmm. can just. And I just kind of um, same thing with the envelopes earlier when hiding stuff. Just take your stomach and kind of feel you know where am i at you know it makes a big difference or the back and forth like uh-huh. fan. that's a really good idea yeah. too. you can do that and people won't look at you you can do it in the grocery store yeah, yeah. Do, I, do, I, do i want to buy this lettuce no okay do I want these or where or where is the lettuce or where's the uh or do they have the peanut butter you know yeah yes are the Oreos halloween is there halloween candy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I was wondering if you meditate. I do. I do. So I actually have, honestly, I have really actual ADHD. So for me, when I am in a meditation, I really had to kind of train myself to not. It, so 
a lot of times when I'm meditating, I'll end up falling asleep because I get, I get so like lost in it, but I know this sounds weird, but sometimes I have to kind of open my eyes and like look at something while I'm listening. So it kind of helps me. Uh, I'm still visualizing, but it's like, I have to do two things at once to meditate sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. It's your focal point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and this just came in from Steven. This could have you done automatic writing and I'll add to that. Have you done automatic writing and used it in your cold cases and missing persons cases? Yes, I do. Actually. So automatic writing, I like to do a meditation and kind of connect, go up to source, go up to my spirit guides, go to the Akashic records. And then what I'll actually do is do automatic writing while I'm kind of in that state. And I get some cool stuff. Like I was getting some Andromeda stuff, but that's a whole nother thing. (laughs) But with, uh, but with my cold cases, that's actually what I prefer to do in the beginning. So um, whenever someone contacts me about a case, I'll say, okay, can you just give me the most recent picture, their first name, um, you know, and then don't give me anything else. Just let me kind of sit with it. And then I'm going to, so I'll do automatic writing, see, see what hits I get. Then I present those hits back to the individual validation, whatever sits, what doesn't. And then I kind of go more into the, the kind of more reading them. Okay. Interesting. Um, let's see, we had, and this was an interesting one from Android. Have you noticed any foods or or actions or medication types that reduce your sensitivities? Yes. Uh, so with me having ADHD, um, I was prescribed a medication and I actually noticed that it really turned off my feeling senses. Hmm. So I would, it would, my knowing was there and that was still active and whatnot, but I did notice that I felt differently. Like a a lot of this is feeling, you know, really, really, you know, expanding my senses and trying to feel and see and hear as much as I can. And so it does kind of bring it down and helps me focus in some ways, but with my mediumship, it really kind of, it does, it's more like I'm a Taurus. So I'm like, Oh, this is change. This is different. This, so it does change, but it doesn't necessarily make it bad. Um, Foods actually that really help would be things that are like bananas, mangoes, avocados, potassium, magnesium rich foods really, really help. Um, I do not eat, like if I, if I'm doing a larger group event, I will not eat meat the day of just because also it takes your body longer to process. So the less amount of energy my body is using (laughs) the better. So that's really why I kind of do that. Um, but there are some things that, that maybe make me more tired. And I'm like, ah, this is hard to connect with this. (laughs) Interesting. Just, we have a lot of questions coming in. So, um, Sharon, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Oh, you're good. If you have something that you want to throw in on, go ahead. Um, Well, next time. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So after this one, then, so Sharon is asking, do you ever get strong sensations in your palms when you send something negative or uh, again, I'll kind of Mm -hmm. append to that. Uh, when you feel something negative, what is the sensation that you get? Yeah. So actually when my palms, and I don't know if you get this too, Victoria, but when my, my, I get this sensation in my palms, sometimes whenever I'm meditating or doing breath work to kind of release, sometimes I'll feel that tingly sensation. Um, my palms get hot sometimes when I'm around somebody who needs healing 
Like if someone's, I just noticed out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, my hands are sweaty. <laughs> like mom's spaghetti. No, I'm just kidding. It's, but it's very, um, they will, they will get hot. If I'm around someone that is negative or something heavier energy, um, I actually get kind of like a, I know it sounds weird, but it's almost like walking through a fun house. It's, a, it's the best way to describe it. Like how the walls are kind of like this, the energy and the air just feels so thick that it's like, you're trying to slice through it. But when the energy is, uh, you know, just like free flowing, it's like, Oh, I feel good. This is good. But then as soon as there's something in the room that is heavier then I'm like, Ooh, okay. There you are over there. <laughs> you can definitely tell a difference and a shift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had one of those feelings like where you're running full force and you run into a bouncy house and you go boing because something is giving off so much energy. Okay. Yes. It's not just me. No. Yeah. So have you experienced <laughs> that in a, like a, did you experience that on like an investigation? No, it was just like two days ago. <laughs> I live yeah. in a haunted town um, and I was starting to step up on the curb and I went, Whoa. And the lady goes, Oh, here, let me help you. I'm like, no, it's something over there. It's sure. the woo woo. It's the woo. Yep. But, yeah. Sometimes it will. But what I was going to ask you was, how did you learn to trust what you were hearing? Because uh, you said you've had this for your entire life. Um, or did you always trust what you were hearing? I absolutely did not. <laughs> like, and, and that's, that's I think, why it took so long for me to get my act together and start doing stuff. <laughs> but, the, you know, like to actually like pursue mediumship and understand it, because especially uh, in the beginning, I think the way that you learn to trust it is by just saying, F it. I'm going, I'm jumping off and I'm just going to say this. And you know what, if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. so what I can be wrong. I'm a human. Right. But then once I started realizing, okay, this was right. And how I received this was this way. Does that make sense? But this mm -hmm. was wrong. And I received this from a place that was almost like overthinking and panic. Okay. So I've just kind of been just, just by practicing and practicing and trying to figure out, okay, this makes sense. Cool. I felt like this when I received it. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. But the, the energy bounce off thing, that's kind of interesting. So that could actually even be like your own protector guide, um, mm -hmm. kind of protecting your auric field. Like, no, Victoria, you can't be absorbing this crap right here. So we're just going to pop you off. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. There's so many times I've walked into a room and I go, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> just turn Not around. today. Not today. See you later. Yeah. Rangers. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to baseball. There we go. What they did to Orioles. So, <laughs> yeah. but actually I've had a, I want to say I, I'm actually, I'm not as afraid of the dark, Like you know what I mean? It, for mm -hmm. me, I always look at it. Okay. It's not always some creepy crawly in the corner. Like you see on the movies. It's just not that way. Right. Sometimes yeah. it's just, I think that we fear more of what we don't understand and it's right. more of, I thought I was alone in this room and I'm not, Oh shit. <laughs> you know? So I try to look at it like, okay, maybe we're just standing in Walmart and there's just a bunch of people here. That's kind of how I look at it, you know, but there have been times where I've gone on a location specifically trans Allegheny lunatic asylum. It was insane. Oh, like, yeah, honestly, I loved it. I loved it so much. We had so much great interaction with the spirits mm -hmm. there, but then we went to, which I kept telling my group, I was like, we should go with this one first. 
because I'm telling you right now, but then, so by the time we got to the worst floor was the last one and we were exhausted. We've been there for five hours oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm like depleting here and I'm going into a rough situation. That was dumb, but we go on the third floor, I believe, which is the violent men males. And that was, I was like, I'm walking through her one time and we're done guys. <laughs> like it was terrible. It was just like, you know, it was, it was insane, but it was just the smells and the feeling of being knocked back, like what she said. So it was, yeah. it was intense. So is there something you do to protect yourself or to have boundaries up or does they just yeah. come whenever they want? No, no, that's a great, yes. Or yeah. a great question. So I actually, I work with my spirit guides. I work with my protector guide. I call upon Archangel Michael and I kind of just, it's a lot of envisioning too, of just being in this like protective bubble surround yourself in the white light of the Holy Spirit, that kind of a thing. I do wear, um, I also use eggshell powder. I don't know if you guys have ever heard me do that before, but. No, that's a new one on me. It's like some. It's I know like what that is. Some back witch in the woods. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. As you say, it's like one of those like ancient witch in the woods remedies. <laughs> some, some hoodoo stuff or. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's actually, one of my old mentors taught me that to put. Uh, ground up eggshell powder um, and then you put it in like a salt scrub and you scrub your body with it beforehand hmm. <laughs> it actually doesn't smell terrible um, and then you put it on the powder itself you put on like your like these different areas for protection and I make something called Mars water which is um, that's another thing Have you ever heard of Mars water no, no. But I'm interested so Mars right. water is uh, it's really good with heavy energy removal. Um, basically what it is, you take a rusted nail and you put it in the water and you like charge it in the moon and like let it kind of marinate in there and use some of that in a spray bottle with some Florida water, violet water. Just it, It's not like the best smelling stuff, but I feel good going into it. So maybe it's just the intention behind it, but yeah. it helps. <laughs> Another one is um, if you can find dragon's blood oil. Yes. It's dragon, dragon's blood is a plant. Yeah, it's a, a little resin. You just kind of ground it up and put it in a carrier oil. It it keeps the psychic vampires away and keeps the migraines away. And you don't get the ghost hangover. So that's oh always my God. A, a Okay, I need that. I definitely need that. That's the other thing too is mm -hmm. with the investigations, the way that I'm open you know, so much like for the entire time and just everything coming in and out, I'm really pushing so I can keep my link with everything going on. Mm -hmm. The next day is so important to have like good spiritual hygiene. Cause I was like, you have like a hangover for like a week. <laughs> terrible. So dragon's blood. I'm definitely, definitely using that. And dark chocolate. I don't know what it is about dark chocolate. Oh yes. Yeah. Always dark Super chocolate. Grounded. Yes. Super yeah. Dark chocolate always helps. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to a Paracon next week and i jokingly say I have free chocolate but there's a reason why I have free chocolate you know <laughs> dark chocolate you know I'm going to a paracon you can have I some love that. <laughs> Mike I wanted to say too like I love yeah. the the shadow people the shadow people book that you did oh because thank you, you did such a good job with the classifications to help understand mm -hmm. um when I was younger that was that was one thing that I could recall the most of is seeing the shadow people and so okay well, do tell yeah so I remember just like even just as young as maybe like six years old, I remember laying in my bed and just freaking out with shadow people just staring like right over top of me. Um, okay. I remember this child shadow figure and this adult woman 
female shadow figure that kind of like followed me around. Mm -hmm. And whenever you talked about, I want to say it was this last book when you talked about the shadow people potentially being like a past version or a, a version of yourself in the future. I was like, yeah. holy cow, that is brilliant. Like that really, really resonated. That was cool. Um, but yeah, yes, it, oh, certainly, it certainly could be. So, well, the scariest shadow figure was when I was 19. Actually, that was that was the first time I really had I had almost like a mental breakdown because every night before I went to bed, there was the shadow figure at the edge of my bed and it was like, get up, get up, it's time to get up. And then it freaked me out so bad. So I actually saw a therapist and um, oh, wow. I was like, I told her, I said, just give me whatever you got because I've lost it you know, and, mm -hmm. and it was the first time I ever seeing a therapist and she explained to me about putting a bubble of white light around me, put a cross above my bed. And she was like, you're just a sensitive. So I didn't know what that meant. You know, she's like, tell them you're not ready and okay. to go away. And it stopped. Oh. oh, interesting. So these, these were entities that were coming to you because they knew that you were sensitive, but you didn't realize that yet. Yeah. That was before I wow. kind of stepped okay. into it. Cause I, my sepsisor yeah. didn't pass until I was maybe 26. So between okay. 19 and 26, it had kind of stopped for me for a bit mm -hmm. as far as seeing the shadow figures and all that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's fascinating. They were, they were just drawn to your energy like that. Okay. Yeah. It, it was so it when, was yeah, no, I bet. So when did you get into the, um, okay. So, uh, you, you discovered you were sensitive and you started down that road. When did you get interested in using that for like the missing persons and the cold cases and all that? Actually, in the beginning, that was one of my goals. Uh, oh, really? So that was like yeah. right from the get. Yeah, oh, okay. that was my goals. Cause I was like, I love doing the part of mediumship. That's the healing and, you know, bringing someone's loved one in and, you know, being that facilitator or whatever for it. But I was like, you know, there's, that is such an untapped resource if it's done effectively, you know? So actually I want to say in like 2018, no, no, it was before that 2017, um, I would get together with a bunch of people. We do a meditation circle and be like, okay, let's try to see if we can do some missing people in the area, you know? And then we kind of were just, okay. you know, just trying and stuff. And so it was always a, a thought in my mind and I wanted to do it, but I wanted to make sure I was doing it right. I'm not trying to sound weird, but it is a different way of reading than normal reading. Just like if you went a paranormal investigation, that's a different kind of way of reading the energy because other oh, sure. way, you don't want to merge your energy when you're on a paranormal investigation like you would in a regular mediumship reading. Uh-huh. You had a bad experience, <laughs> did you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that was like, boundaries, Erica, what are you doing? And it just, the thing is, is that when I went on investigation, there was a, a spirit that was like a considered like an earthbound spirit. I'm not sure if you're familiar with mm -hmm. that term, yeah. but just would not, they were like, Oh, shiny bright light. Let's, let's just hang out in this energy. And I was like, Oh my God, they're using me like a battery this whole mm. time. So it was just drain, drain. But in a mediumship reading, it's more of a higher vibration and it's love and it's, so it's almost like a high. So okay. yeah, but you merge with the spirit and then it's like, great. But then on a paranormal, it's like, shit, <laughs> I'm completely deflated now. <laughs> yeah. Completely dragged you down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. But in it, even out to the cases, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, even with the cold cases, that's kind of how it is too. You have mm -hmm. to like dip in that energy and then dip back out. Okay. 
Okay, so that you don't get completely depleted like that. Exactly. Uh, we're getting down to the last few minutes, so I did want to try to get some of these questions from um, from the chat, and then um, for those that are uh, members of Connected Universe Portal, we'll we'll do some of those uh, additional questions when we go to the after show. So uh, Android says, "Would you be willing to walk through a house of someone having paranormal activity to see what you pick up?" Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. Come on over. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, guys. Yeah, I love doing that, and and honestly. You can do it remotely. I, I've done that too. It's the same way as like what, what Victoria mentioned about kind of drawing the house floor plan beforehand. Mm -hmm. It's just, okay, let me, let me see the picture of the house. Oh, if I go over here under the stairs, this is where I'm feeling this. These are the hits that I'm getting on it. Okay. So yeah, the basically remote viewing uh, a house like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Steve is asking, have you seen what uh, what he calls death angels? Um, I, I believe those uh, those that are ferrying the people over to the other side. Absolutely. Actually, my my husband's father is in the process of transitioning. And mm -hmm. I I had I had actually seen him yesterday and I could mm -hmm. see. I felt I've told my husband that I was like, honey, there is like Archangel Azrael. There is um, there are his spirits that came in, but you can also feel like the big I'm not trying to sound weird, but it's like a big vibration just kind of standing over top. Um, it's happened to me a couple different times. Um, actually, when I visited a home with someone who was she was in like very, very late stages of dementia. And I would see I was like, oh, OK you know, the person's coming to get her when it's time, when it's her time. Okay. Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, but um, from Mary Beth. Uh, so what are the chances of a medium being able to find a person who's been missing for 49 years and is presumed dead? In all honesty, what, if you would like to send that to me, I definitely would work on that. What, what I would do is validate information that's known first and then see what kind of golden nuggets of information, what kind of things are going to open up a door, um, things that maybe are not known. So then that way you guys could, okay, let me just kind of check this out and see what hits we get. You know, if those hits are accurate, see if maybe that helps open up a door and then you could provide it to law enforcement to uncover the information. Let me ask you this, because, you know, we talked a little bit about before that, you know, you don't really want to know very much going in, but a lengthy case like that, you know, there may be a lot that's been in the news and the newspapers. If it's a local case, maybe the local community has been talking about it for, for decades. Um, so in those cases where you know a lot more information, how are you handling that? So that that's normal. You know, there's gonna, like you said, there's a lot that is in the media. What I've learned is not always accurate. I don't know how else to say that. So if you are only looking the at media, that not accurate, <laughs> don't figure that. like, don't come for me, media or media. Don't come for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but it, it, you know, so really it's just kind of, there's certain things. Okay. This is going to be out there. This is unknown. So I really have to, okay, get in my space where I'm like, remove the ego. Try not to think about that because clearly whatever they're putting out there is not right. And it, or it's not that it's not right, but it's not enough to help. So what can I do to help? What information is not seen? What information can help open this up? 
So it's really just kind of like discipline and really just kind of like, okay, let me put this aside and see what can I get that's new that will maybe add to that information. The other thing too is, like you said, there's probably been people who've worked the case in different angles and different things. And, mm -hmm. you know, that energy layer is in that case itself. So as a psychic, I can also, I've picked up on that. I'm like, and they're like, oh yeah, they were, I'm like, okay, well maybe that's just validation that they've already gone there and that it's not it, you know? So, okay. yeah. So I try to just ask spirit, okay, show me what is not known the best you can. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. a good look. That's a good take. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Even things well, like like chlorine in the water, like just little stuff like that. Like what is this oh, taste okay. like, you know? Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. That's great. So we're pretty much at the end here. Um, oh, so no. Erica, how can, how can people find you? Do you have events coming up, places where you know, you're doing gallery readings or anything like that? Um, go ahead and promote whatever you have going on. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it was so nice Absolutely. to talk to both you. So oh, you guys yeah. can find me on, I have my Facebook page, was, which is Intuitive Medium Erica Marks. And my website is ericathemedium.com. I do private readings. Um, with my gallery events, I do have one that's coming up in January. Um, I believe it's the January 11th, 111, which was like cool. Oh, no, there we go. <laughs> it just happened that way. Um, I also teach classes. Uh, my next round of classes will start in January. So I teach beginners and intermediate. And I have a couple other events. I have two that I'm setting up down in Florida. So I'm excited about that. And I have a couple more coming up in Maryland. So I'm just like securing the dates and the locations, but I'll put all of that out there. So thank you. Very cool. Very cool. And for those on the uh, YouTube side, I do have the link to her website down there in the chat, ericathemedium.com. So. Thank you. All right. So, uh, well, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up on the uh, on the live stream side. For those that are members of the Connected Universe portals, stay tuned. We're going to go ahead and kick over to the portal for, every, for everyone else. Uh, oh, and those that are listening to the uh, to the podcast version of it later, please join us every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock p.m., connecteduniverseportal.com. So, all right. Live streamers, have a good one. Have a good one. Portal members, we'll see you here in just a second. <laughs>